Alright, hello and welcome to the Court Games L5R LCG podcast with me, your host, Finbar, aka Steelfur, hashtag 4075. Konnichiwa, I am Trevor Cuba, aka Kikita Onimaru. I have no idea what my Discord numbers are, you weird Rain Man figure. Well, I'm, I'm literally looking at them right now because they're on the sheet for the Discord World Cup, which, you know, I was in uh, until two days ah, ago. Just rub uh, it right in. You made the cut. H- humble brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. Uh, what can I say? England uh, lost. Uh, but we'll get into that in a bit later. How has your week been, Trevor? You have been back from Gen Con for a week now. Have you recovered? No, not at all. <laughs> I okay, am just sleeping good. and I'm barely conscious right now. Okay, post-con fatigue. Glad to see it's still working, but you are here to record the podcast. I'm here, I'm ready, and I have things to say. Good. I, myself, am fine. I uh, have an open roles tournament this Saturday, playing for some gorgeous alt arts. The top alt arts are uh, a Gasha swordsmith uh, for Dragon and some other ones for different people. Of course, uh, in London, we have our own special alt arts made by Designer Designs, who makes lovely mats and things. Um, this isn't an advert for him, uh, but I figure if you've seen his cards on Facebook, he deserves a shout out for how gorgeous they are. Um, it could be our shout out, our advertisement for him. He goes on uh, a lot of the Facebook groups and puts some really gorgeous work on there. So you're very lucky to have him in the lo- local environment. Yeah, and he's a very active in the RPG group as well, uh, with a lot of his own hosts, which I get to experience on a weekly basis because he GMs my uh, RPG game. Um, so, yeah, he's pretty cool. Buy his stuff. It's really nice. I have a lot of it, of course, um, and you can't go wrong. Now, Trevor, so, you want to do some selling as well. So, you know. Yes, it is. I've mentioned it last time and I've posted it around the internet. I am starting a L5R convention called RokuCon. If you head over to www.rokucon.com right now, you can set up for my mailing list. And on September 1st, keep that date memorized, that's when I'm going to start my Kickstarter. My target goal is $10,000. I'm probably going to need a significantly more than that to get this convention off the, uh, off the ground. But that's just my initial seed money. Uh, the bigger and more successful the Kickstarter is, the more I can do with the event. But take it from me, ladies and gentlemen, I have a lot, a lot of people who are very interested in participating in this event. And I have a lot of exciting announcements to come just as soon as the uh, Kickstarter starts off proper. So can't wait to start talking about the people who I have uh, lined up to come and participate in this event. I, for one, am very excited to hear about everything that happens about this event, despite the fact that it is in America and I may not be there. But I'll be watching from afar literally hopefully hopefully there'll be a stream and i can watch from afar so yeah i was delighted yet also disappointed to find out that my RokuCon announcement was the biggest announcement for the l5r community at gen con but we will get into that in just a little bit yeah first let's just quickly talk about your upcoming large event dates so um as we've sort of discussed previously in Krakow in Poland on the August the 23rd to 25th there is the Grand Kotai it is four days of L5R featuring an elemental challenge as well as two day one B's and a day two of a Kotai, Grand Kotai um, it will have Gen Con prizes on the prize wall so if you have your Koku get there it's uncertain as to whether or not there'll be any buying restrictions, hopefully they've shipped enough over but we will see um, I know I personally am sending Koku uh, to the show in the care of a friend of mine so hopefully I get my promos over there, then we have the Grand Championship in Toronto also on August 23rd to 25th then we have the Grand Championship at the Nova Open in DC on August 29th to the 2nd of September then we have the Kotai Bologna on September the 21st to 23rd. Bologna. The Grand Championship in France, you stop it, um, on October <laughs> 4th to 6th. Also that weekend um, is the Amethyst Championship, which is now, of course, an official Grand Championship in Madrid. Fan run, lots of additional prizes. And, of course, myself in attendance. Look for me. Um, I will have steel fur written on my T-shirt with a big dragon logo, as well as the London Legion flower on the top. Uh, on the front um and the grand championship in brazil which i think is brazil's first uh large and official sanctioned ffg tournament in a very long time so congratulations to them and look forward to hearing how it goes i'm a bit bitter on brazil right now um but we'll get into that in a second so oh is this some world cup shenanigans in it, well i'll just talk about it now right so okay. england england has been knocked out of the world cup 
by Brazil. I was beaten by an honor running lion. And then I had to step in and play Crane. And I was beaten by a charged bird phoenix. So the honor running lion deck game wasn't close. He just gained a ton of honor because Forbearer's Echoes is great. And then the phoenix player came in and got a ton of Fasuccio because Forbearer's Echoes is great which I think we'll talk about when we talk about Gen Con. A little so, bit, a little bit, yeah. England lost to Brazil. That means Brazil is going up against Greece. Um, we've already seen that Austria has beaten Canada, so Austria is going up against France. And then we see that Switzerland has beaten the Philippines and is therefore going up against Spain. Unfortunately for Switzerland, um, Spain and Switzerland are very efficient at playing their games and Switzerland has already been knocked out. So Spain will be through to the top four. Um, and then we have Hungapore, which is Hungary and Singapore combined, versus the United States of America. We have Brazil versus Greece, and we have Austria versus France paying for those top four slots. So we are coming up to the um, top four. Well, we're, we're in the top eight of the World Cup bracket. Look for more games. A lot of them are being streamed. And I just want to say about the World Cup, it is a fantastic opportunity to see games that don't usually make it online onto the streaming tables at the... Um, online discord league against clans like you don't usually see lion versus unicorn you don't usually see dragon anymore playing against anyone like you just see lion heart stop but whatever exactly so <laughs> you're actually seeing a lot of pairings like a lion mirror for example that you just don't get at streamed online on jigoku that often so it's really good for those sorts of games and of course all of the videos are linked in the world cup channel and have been for all of the rounds. So if you're looking for a specific matchup, just go and dig in, and you will probably find a vod of it. And that is, is a that fantastic all on, resource uh, to have. Uh, Mind's Desire Twitch channel? Is that correct? Uh, they are not all in one place, but if you go to the Discord League stats and info Google sheet, which every good Discord League player will have bookmarked, um, and you go to any of the World Cup round uh, tags, you will find all the VODs listed next to all of the matches. And of course, in the World's Cup bracket, they are starting to be added now. As I haven't been paying attention to the World Cup. The only thing that matters to me is that America remains undefeated. It has not lost a single matchup this entire tournament. Uh, That's not true. I mean, that is true. That is the truth of America. Anything else is treason. Let us move on no, to our new topic. They, they lost. That yeah. is not true. Round five. <laughs> I don't believe you. Blasphemy. I mean, who, who did they lose to? Did they lose to Spain? I want to say Spain. This, this is not how the history books will recall this interaction. Oh, Just... no. They, they lost to France. I remember that from the last episode. Yeah. America definitely did not lose to France. Just like how America single-handedly won World War II without any help from anyone else, America is doing perfectly in the World Cup. Why don't you put that <laughs> in your baguette and eat it, right? Um, so... <laughs> Um, Gen Con Grand Kotai. Gen Con right. Grand Kotai. What was, so here, we'll, let's just talk about the results, right? Sure. Who obviously. won? Phoenix did. Obviously, we just mentioned that uh, Phoenix with the Charge Bird and Echoes uh, Forebears, or Forebears Echoes, uh, is a very powerful deck. It constructed up to, what is it, like uh, 20 Five to 40% of the, of the top I'm talking about the yeah. uh, of the field. I mean, there was like 40-some-odd players playing Phoenix there, all the other clans. All the clans were healthily represented. There were about 20 to 25 players for every clan, except for Phoenix, who were in the high 40s. And we had um, uh, almost an entire orange uh, top eight. <laughs> People just kept getting uh, cut out very quickly. Uh, very surprisingly, we had a crane, who I had foolishly predicted last uh, episode, uh, we were going to have a high crane turnout in the top cut. Uh, well, we did have crane coming all the way to second, uh, just fighting, regenerating birds left and right. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to bring it home at the end. Uh, Brad Eamon won the entire event for Phoenix, uh, a, a longtime player, very skilled uh, opponent. Um, but yeah, this uh, this charge bird, it's a thing. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later, though a lot of energy has been spent uh, by the community in the past week or so talking about that as well. And then, of course, we had the Kotai in Sydney on the 10th and the 11th of August, uh, which I am pleased to announce after a heralded return to having good cards and a disastrous corset and first cycle, uh, Unicorn won. 
uh, an actual Kotai, uh, surprising everyone. Not that they won, but because Chagatai was not in that person's deck. And everyone assumed that if Unicorn won, it would be due to Chagatai breaking three provinces on the first turn every turn for the game. But the deck did not run it. It just ran a load of um, really efficient Unicorn stuff. Stuff like Shahai and Force of the River and stuff like that. And it was quite good, apparently. Well, the center, because uh, Unicorn, uh, me as a crane, I can say that Unicorn have an issue of they go hard, they go fast, and most of their losses tend to be like they burn themselves out. You know, if they can't hit you harder, fast enough, they'll just kind of collapse on their own uh, swords. Um, so I'm really happy to see, like, oh, if they just slow down a little bit, they become a lot more effective. Yeah, because this deck wasn't about um, trying to high roll. This deck was about building consistency and sort of trying to get more value out of it. And I think that worked very well. My local uh, uh, Unicorn player, uh, Eric Schaefer, who actually did very well at Gen Con, he went 4-2. I believe he got somewhere in the 20s of his overall ranking. Uh, he was uh, very crestfallen after having a very successful Gen Con because he was playing in his own uh, Discord League match and lost to a crane in about 15 minutes flat because uh, the, the tools that hyper-aggressive HMT Unicorn uses get some of the clans very easy to stop, and then there's no hope, and he is very crestfallen. But I'm very happy to see that uh, Unicorn... It wasn't just Unicorn winning uh, Sydney. I believe it was a Unicorn versus Unicorn finals, was it not? I don't know. I was literally sleeping and recovering from Gen Con during Sydney. It was uh, Unicorn City. versus Scorpion in the finals, What's confusing everyone is at the same time there was a Unicorn versus Unicorn show match happening on a different stream. Oh, that's what I heard. So they got to. So it is confusing people. But no, it was a Unicorn versus Scorpion final. Um, And of course, Unicorn is actually quite good against Scorpion because they have a lot of. um, Yeah. So that's good. Now, moving on to sort of the main topic, which is going to be Gen Con. And I'm going to hand the floor over to you because I was not at Gen Con. In a little prep document I wrote, talk about Gen Con for an hour. I'm not actually going to talk about Gen Con for an hour. I'm just going to hit some key points, but... (laughs) You're not allowed to talk about Gen Con for an hour because I need to go to bed. Exactly. It it is a weeknight. I'm working from home tomorrow, so, you know, I don't need to be up that early, but I still need to work. Gen Con, take us away, Trevor. Alright, Gen Con 2019. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Uh, there's a, There was a lot of disappointment and um, kind of like, not outrage, but like a lot of vocal dissatisfaction from the L5R community at Gen Con and people viewing Gen Con for a number of reasons. Uh, to highlight, I'm going to start things with a high note. The day before Gen Con, the Crab Pack got released uh, or uh, previewed on the Fantasy Flight website. So we got a, kind of a look at Crab's new stronghold, some of their cards, and their new strategy that's going to ha- come out when their pack is released. I don't believe that this Crab Pack is going to come out before Worlds. Am I right on that one? Uh, The Crab Pack? The Crab Pack is supposed to be out before Worlds. There is, however, a question mark as to whether or not it will be out in time to make the 11-day deadline for Worlds. I mean, yeah, uh, FFG's uh, distribution has been kind of spotty as of late, and it kind of leads to some of the other issues I'm about to talk about shortly. So hopefully it'll be out there. I know, uh, once again, always uh, probably my buddy Max Williams has gone on to say that they have the Mido deck, which did okay at Gen Con, just kind of okay. We had two people in the uh, top 16, and that's about as far as they went. Uh, it does all right, but overall, they're only on that kind of like rather NPE deck list because they have no other options. And frankly, if you take the Mido away from Crab, they've got no legs to stand on competitively anymore. And they're no. about to lose fight on pretty soon. And the Mido deck is also toxic. So the the, the Crab really need this new pack. And unfortunately, uh, all the cards we're getting for the rest of the adherence cycle uh, doesn't really bolster anything individually until that pack comes out and they get like a full suite of access to new tools to play with. And the pack is also, I mean, some people, Max told me that he didn't think that it was very thematic for Crab. No, he thought it was very thematic, but he thought people wouldn't like it. But I think that the theme for the Crab pack is just amazing. Um, you get the wall, you get, really strong defense and then you sort of get economy and you punish your opponent for not attacking you and all this stuff um i, I mean, personally am going to be giving it a try 
I mean, if, if, a, if a suite of holdings with high defense are kind of emblematic of, like, what they're representing as a wall, then the crane have a better wall than the crab do, right? If we snapshot this moment right now in the card game. I don't know. It's just kind of really weird. Like, like my Until, well, until the crab pack comes out, you know? <laughs> so crab, crab definitely need that pack. Is that pack going to come out? We hope so. The lion pack basically needs to come out soon. And if it does then the odds of the crab pack coming out as our product for September or October. But if it's our product for October... Well, no, because everyone thinks pack five is our product for October, right? Uh, No one's confident with anything at this point, honestly. I know, but that's roughly where it falls. And that pack five will come out at the end of October, so that won't be legal. Um, The dragon pack was set to come out in November, but people think that's pushed back to December. And that the pack six of the inheritance cycle will be out in november instead which would mean that we get the dragon pack uh the lion pack and the world's pack at the end of this month or we get no we well, get the, the lion pack, pack is next out month. now we get justice for satsume this month and then we get um pack four next month the crab pack in november and pack five at the end of november but Now, keep in mind, this is all hypothetical because uh, many stores reported last Friday that they all received a shipment of the uh, 2018 World's Championship deck with Eric Balthus's winning deck. Or not uh, showed up at stores. No one had any idea that was happening and stuff, which would have looked good into, like, to be announced that Gen Con is about to talk to. So anything, anything we're, we're trying to figure out when packs are going to come out, are entirely speculative because FFG has been very mum on it since the initial start of their distribution of the year. Let's be honest, it could very well be possible that the 2018 World Championship deck is our product for August and that we're not meant to get anything else until the end of August or September. I mean, Who knows? Speculation, right? like F- like the, the, the popular theory is Fantasy Flight does not announce uh, release dates until they're upon us because it seems like whenever they... Uh, set at a release date, they almost never hit that window. <laughs> but it's not just that they don't hit the window. If they didn't hit the window, but they communicated it and the community understood, then they probably would, but they don't communicate it. And even if they did, the community would crucify them. So there's no benefit for them announcing release dates until they know. So, But uh, it kind of leads into uh, what I go to at Gen Con. So the crap pack got uh, previewed on the website before Gen Con, and that's cool. However, the crab pack uh, is something that the community knew was coming. They generally knew it was next on the list and have a, we have, like I said, this rough milieu of what we suspect is coming out and kind of what it's going to do. Well, it was neat. Not that exciting. The community was really looking forward to the in-flight report, which Fantasy Flight hosts on Wednesday uh, before Gen Con starts proper. And it's their platform that they use to uh, announce uh, brand new products and updates to products they currently have. Uh, they had, uh, for Fantasy Flight in general, a very successful in-flight report. They announced their new um, uh, Marvel LCG uh, game and the miniatures line. Uh, for L5R, however, there was no news um, at all. It was briefly pictured in one of their uh, slides where it just showed all of their products. Uh, when they opened the floor up to community questions after the event, they simply said that they ha- are they are planning on supporting L5R up until the end of 2020 at the very least, which is okay. Like at least we know the no, game's not canceled for the next no, year, but that was that was literally no. what they announced. Yeah, but they said it. He asked the question, a leading question, saying, "Can you tell us what your plans are to to support Alpha Var in the next year?" And the guy said, "We are planning to support Alpha Var for the next year." He he literally just answered the direct question that was asked. I'm not accepting any of that fear mongering about, oh, they're already planning Alpha Var for the next year, and then it's going to be cancelled. I think we already know that they have at least. Well, hold One on. That's product. not the that's not the insinuation I'm putting out there. I'm just saying that they announced that the game is going to be supported until 2020. You know, I mean, yeah. Are, but there are there are people going mad about. Oh, that means that there isn't any L5R product after next. Well, year. I, I, I mean, if, if people are going mad, I would only say it's because of a lack of updates. Because once again, this is the in-flight report where they this is their chance to showcase new product, 
and there was nothing for L5R. People were we really looking about for a, updates. A, a, Don't make up cockamamie um, mad listen, theories about the game being cancelled. Just because listen, I'm not. What I'm not in two years in advance. You know, I'm not I'm saying not, you are. I'm saying some people have, and those people. But it, but it is uh, this is already started on the wrong foot of nothing. People are looking for yes. something, something interesting, something to kind of bolster the community. We got nothing from Infight Report, but it's fine because it's been good. You know, it's Wednesday at Gen Con at the in-flight report. We still have a long weekend. A lot of things are coming. And people are looking forward to the line pack, which is going to be resold at Gen Con. A lot of us were excited to go and purchase it. We're going to crack it open, take some photos, spread it online. So that brings me to point two of Gen Con. No line pack is available. Once again, we're talking about the distribution issues. By all accounts for, for uh, FFG employees on the floor, the plan was 100% to sell the line pack at Gen Con. It was on their their agenda and if they, their um, booth, they would give you a little uh, pamphlet and it would have like all the products there because instead of having a walk around where you just kind of pick up products and take it to the counter, they wanted you to just kind of like pre-shop with these pamphlets and then t- when you get to the counter, tell them what they want and then someone from the back would come bring out the product. There is a giant scribbled out section on the L5R page and in place of that are packs three and four, uh, just as for Satsume and Children of Heaven for the L5R pack. So the plan was L- the Lion pack was supposed to be Rumor has it that they just simply grabbed the wrong box, and it's po- possibly they just grabbed the box, uh, the box with a uh, pack four in it instead of the lion pack. Uh, because if you if you look at the um, if you look at the sheet where they were selling all the stuff, you'll see the lion pack is crossed out, and a sticker for pack four has been added next to it. Right? Absolutely. I went through there. That's what I saw. It seems clear that they grabbed the wrong box. They brought pack four. To be fair to them, rather than keeping pack four in the back because it's not being released for another two months potentially, they did sell it. They did. They still. They they made good with what they had, which was a product they didn't say they were going to sell, but still something people were getting early. In a in a grand in a grand scheme, where we look at the state of L five R, not like focusing just on Gen Con. We didn't get the line pack, so that's unfortunate, but we did get the fourth pack, and uh, that'd be really cool normally because, oh, hey, look, here's packs three and four. We can look at these cards, and we can talk about these cards, and kind of spread this around the community. Unfortunately, this has been a very rough year for Fantasy Flight in general, especially with regards with L5R. We know what's in all the packs uh, throughout, like, packs one through six. Uh, we knew that uh, several months ago because... They <laughs> distribution, uh, the same distribution that managed to not send the crane pack to England, various parts of Europe, sent the entire inheritance cycle to various parts of Europe. <laughs> and at a certain point, we just said, like, okay, we just like now it's all known. So on one hand, it's we're just like we know what's going to go on. We're not get, gaining or losing anything new in the grand scheme of things, but you know. You go to Gen Con looking to get hyped up, and this is the unfortunate thing that happens when an entire pro- year's product line gets spoiled early. You know, we get the, a big rush of excitement at that one moment of time, and then we've got kind of nothing to look forward to for the rest of the year. I will say that if all of these packs hadn't leaked, there is a high chance that Pack 4 wouldn't have come out of the back room. Um because they may not have wanted to leak it if it hadn't already been known what was in it. That's a possibility. That, that is that is that is a possibility. But I agree with you completely that the fact that we've had all the leaks already reduces a lot of the potential excitement that we'll get from all these new packs coming out. That's why everyone was a bit more disappointed about the line pack not being there because we haven't seen all of the cards, except we have seen all of the cards because there was a spreadsheet sent around by someone. I don't remember, on the day of the event that had all the cards in because they thought it was being released that day and they were just like, oh, well, everyone's going to be getting it later anyway. Here, guys, take a look at what's in there. So we have so, a situation where, and something you know. like, because of the lack of news in in-flight <laughs> report and because there's no line pack, there's kind of a feeling that, uh, and there's something else that's going to happen I'm going to mention shortly, there's kind of a sentiment running around the L5R community that Fantasy Flight's kind of like forgotten about the L5R community, which isn't entirely true because they, they, they had plans and it was just an accident. And you yeah. know what? We can and forgive we an accident. story and content planned for the next year. We have a design team. We have world championships coming up which is where there's going to be a lot of alpha bar stuff announced hopefully hopefully um, 
but yeah, but what I'm saying, like the 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 whole lack of uh, line packing, this is just an accident, which would be fine. We can be very convi- uh, con- uh, con- forgiving. It's not of, the first accident a, yeah. they've had. We've had a non-stop string of accidents and distribution problems and miscommunications this entire year. Literally from yeah. the start of New Year's, the first thing they say is like, "All right, January, we're going to get Children of the Empire." From that moment forward, nothing has gone according to plan. <laughs> And the distribution for a company their size is just a bit ridiculous. Um, and unfortunately, it leads to the next thing I'm going to talk about, which is prizes. This is a two-part uh, issue. Uh, and the part of the reasons why it leads towards a kind of resent, like, and it's not just L5R. Other communities like Game of Thrones feel rather neglected, too, and stuff. If you're not the one of the Disney uh, darlings, you know, if you're not Star Wars or Marvel, you feel kind of put out by the lack of updates and the lack of support. So when you go to uh, one of the, the photos I was sharing around, and a lot of people were pointing this out, is so Keyforge launched last year, has made about $10 million for Fantasy Four Flight more. as a company. That's only registered yeah. decks. Yeah. Not to mention events and also all of the unregistered decks that might have been sold. Sure. You, you, you go to Gen Con. I'm an L5R player. I go to Gen Con. And you see this this Keyforge Vault Tour set up, and it looks vending amazing. Vending machine. I mean, they have yeah. a vending machine for these cards, and they have this like glass booth that or that shows their prize support. They had this custom guitar that the the winner yeah. of the event was going to win, and they have this massive prize wall with like hoodies and beanies and other product and bags and a lot of small little and also I don't, you probably don't know this because you don't play Keyforge, I don't think. But I don't play I, Keyforge I do. at all. And if you if you put a Keyforge mat, which you can buy for 70 Amber Shards, which you can get for playing in the Vault Tour, next to one of the L5R OP mats, uh, there is a significant difference in thickness and quality between the Keyforge ones and the clan-specific ones and the Kotai ones for L5R. Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> and that, like, so that ju- it does make sense, but it, it genuinely, that, that bit does, like... I would rather if they didn't make all of these clan-specific mats and they just made one really nice one. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's just tricky. So you have this giant Keyforge prize wall set up. Experience, I would call it. Next to, they have Keyforge streaming booths. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Right next to it is literally, I'm not exaggerating, it's a plastic bin. Uh, and it has mostly old prize wall stuff that's in there and they have some new gen con exclusive ones but there's they only brought like a pack of 50 a day and they were yeah they brought 300 i think in total they limited it to uh like yeah you get all this koku for no, the, I mean, these events limiting, only... limiting it to 50 a day was the best decision you could have made based on the fact you already bought 300 of them right I mean, that is the best of a bad situation. Yeah. But also, but, something else you could do is brought more prizes. That's so also something you can do. My <laughs> theory about what happened is that if you notice all of the Marvel LCG stuff that has been happening, um, so all of those demo kits would have been printed in-house at FFG. And I think that maybe there was a delay on the design side or the approval side with Disney in getting some stuff signed off, maybe art assets, maybe the card abilities. Because remember that when Disney, when you design a card game for Disney, they have to have their marketing department review all of the card abilities. I learned this out about Star Wars Destiny. All of the card abilities to make sure that they match the thematic abilities of the characters in universe, you know, which must be a complete clusterfuck for designers, right? Um so I reckon that there was some delay on the Marble LCG demo kits, which meant they couldn't be printed. The L5R promos weren't ready to be printed from the designer yet, because we know that there's a guy who designs uh, all of the promos for um, Fantasy Flight's games, because um, he's been commenting on Facebook, asking us what cards we want for the next promos, which I think is very good. And um, I think there was just a delay. I think they weren't ready. And I think the printers got taken over, taken over by um, by the Marvel demo kits. I mean, that's a possibility. It's all speculation, but it's a, it's a distinct it is, possibility. But, like, you asked, but, but here's the thing. Why am I speculating? I'm speculating because how the hell do you only have 300 promos and what is supposed to be... I mean, okay, Gen Con isn't the flagship L5R event anymore in the, in the United States. It's World's the Winter Championship, right? But you still know that there were 700 people there 
last year? Was it last year or the year before? Two years ago. At the kick yeah. theory, there were 700 plus people. And that's only because that's what they maxed out and what Gen Con could allow in that section. There would have been more if they couldn't get it, you know? And but, So you know that there's going to be at least 200 people here. You know how many roughly people play each clan. You could bring 25 of each promo for each clan, right? For example... If you've got 100 people, 25 people usually play Crane, can we bring 25 of each promo for each clan? I mean, figure people are going to want a play set of three copies of each, you know. And if you're someone like me who goes to multiple events, like, that's the only kind of prize. If I was a, I'm not a prize hunter. If I was a prize hunter, that'd be the only thing I'm trying to go after because everything else is old. I've been to multiple tournaments this year alone where I got all the promos that I wanted. That was also in the literal. I'm going to stress this again. It was in a plastic bin next to the Keyforge uh, custom um, rock band glass case. I mean, it just it, it just looks like one of these things is loved more than the other. That is the clear image that they accidentally put out there. It's not their intent. Don't get me wrong. It's not their intent. But that's how it looks. Very strong. Well, don't want to say it's intentional without proof, but... I mean, I highly doubt it's it, but like we were, just, we were talking about earlier. It's one of these uh, things you know, that, like, you accept that Keyforge is going to make more money, but a lot of people come to Keyforge, and if you read the Facebook group and stuff like that, a lot of people leave Keyforge pretty quickly as well, or just buy a deck once every new set comes out. The Alphavar fan base is so much more committed and vocal and engaged. And I would say, from a designer standpoint and from a company standpoint the alpha bar community occasionally gets toxic but it's because it cares so much and if you were willing to engage with it and harness that you would have a really positive interaction and a really good community that would buy your shit well i would even say it starts well Most before you even, get, even before you get into the community i mean it's very easy if i'm just me and you are just milling about our local game store hey this is a new game called Keyforge. it costs like ten dollars to get like let's just buy a couple of starters play around with it maybe it's for maybe i'm interested let's buy another deck or two or maybe I'll just walk away from it fine every time and i've got a rather like i've got 12 to 16 strong people at my play group for l5r this is one of the biggest ones that most areas can manage on a weekly night uh it's hard for me to talk people into the game it's like oh hey you're interested in this game well i could talk you uh, build you a deck but if you want to get your own cards it's like a hundred and fifty dollar bare minimum investment that's before you get into all the splats so it's really talking about like two to three hundred dollars to find out if you're interested in this game yeah there's a reason why it's really easy to make uh, money on one so i think the best thing that well really good for l5r is going to be this world championship deck and eric has posted on the facebook a way to adapt it to make it legal um by buying i think one pack or two packs um and just nicking a roll from someone who's got loads um and that will be really useful. What I would actually quite like to see for Elphavar is an introductory deck. I don't think you should make one for every clan because although that sounds great, the Game of Thrones ones don't necessarily sell that well. There's a lot of them sitting on shelves. Um, but if you made like an Imperial starter deck or something that had like some good core neutral cards like Banzai's court games and stuff like that in. So people would buy it who weren't, you know, weren't necessarily new players, but also it had like a neutral stronghold or something that people could play that maybe like they have to phase out if they go to a Kotai or something like that, but that you could just say, here's a 10 pound deck. It's going to have a lot of really strong neutral cards in. And um, I mean, L5R is like, air quotes fine right now but it's i don't really think it's going to get better or you're not going to see significant growth until we get our 10 to 15 dollars starter deck option that's a stepping stone for new players to get it we need these barriers most people who are joining in our area are doing it by buying someone set from somewhere else in the country who's leaving the game because you can get all of the cores and the cycles for 90 quid if you find the right person I mean, sure, but that's the issue of, like, we're not... That's not growth, because... No, that's one in, one out. It's just growth here. One in, one out, and FFG's not seeing that money either, because that's, like, aftermarket stuff, so... Yeah. Um, speaking of... And one of the things is we need to see the game supported, so part of the issue is um, FFG in Gen Con uh, has this massive area in the dealer's room 
where they demo many of their games. And obviously they have this new Star Wars LCG and a miniatures game. And a lot of section is dealt with that. And they also have Star Wars. And Star Wars just prints money for them. And it's really popular. It's a really yeah. important license for them. So they have a lot of Star Wars stuff. And they have some of their other games. Um, I looked around, I believe, the entirety of the Fantasy Flight uh, demo area. Unless I am very mistaken and just blind, there were no L5R demo stations. Not one. <laughs> they have, Which like, is just... They I have mean, dozens it's of a... stations set up, not one dedicated to L5R. Yeah. So you can't tell me, like, how, how is this game supposed to, like, grow and thrive if people literally don't, if, if they're not promoting yeah. it, you know? And then you start oh. getting that sinking suspicion that the only person at FFG who actually understands L5R at all is Tyler because he makes the game. Yeah. And Tyler you know, Tyler is a great person. He's a he's a nice gentleman. He's yeah, but he smart. can't be everywhere. He makes he makes a lot of things and stuff. But as you gotta remember, like, this is a project that was tasked to him, you know? I'm not I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper saying like, oh, you have to you have to be one of us to be one of us. But you know, if given his if he, I'm sure if Tyler he's like He's been great to the community. He's been a boon to, to have he, and stuff. He joins in with the community. He talks on Discord sometimes. He's really friendly. When he when he got back from holiday, he was on the Elf of our Discord talking to people about his holiday. I mean, yeah, we love him, and I'm sure he loves us to a good degree. But I, I, you know, I, I bet you twenty dollars if you give him an option to keep working on L5R or to move on to another game. Like I believe he's his really own passionate about project. He, yeah, his own project or let's or Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, which is the fan bases he's from and stuff. I bet you he'd leave. I promise you he'd leave us. I don't want to ascribe that sort of motivation he, to him. He, I think he's he would he wouldn't leave quite... angrily. But he I'm I sure but you I know. think I mean hearing him talk about L5R, I think he quite likes the IP. Um but, you know, it's hard to say and I'm not gonna go and ask him um, you know, maybe if we interview him someday on the podcast, I will ask him it, if he it's likes It's speculation, and he would never, if he values his career, he would never answer that question honestly anyway. Yeah, so. exactly, which is why I wouldn't ask him, because you don't want to put people under that pressure. But my point is that, like, he is what we've got. The question is, who else at FFG have we got? That's that's a question I'm genuinely curious to know the answer to, because we had Alex Watkins brief briefly, but if the FFG in-flight at Gen Con is to be believed... Uh, uh, Keyforge sold 950,000 more decks than they expected it, which is an exaggeration, but I do genuinely think that Keyforge performed maybe two to three or four times better than they thought it would. Um, but, you know, there's the other speculation which says that Elphavar was only ever meant to be a stepping stone game that could make them some money before they released Keyforge because Keyforge has been in development for quite a long time, obviously. It is a common, um, I don't know if it's, you'd call it a criticism, but it's a, it's, a, it's a common assumption that Fantasy Flight's business model is to develop a game, hype it up, launch it, and then kind of let money it from the go. core set. And they're more, they, they appear to be more interested in developing and launching games than, they don't let games languish unless they just, until they get to a point where you're like runestone, and you're just like, uh, if that's even what it's called. And to the point where it's like, okay, we're just going to shut the doors on here because now that we've, we, this game's life has run through, you know, they're more interested in developing and launching a game than they are of like maintain, like uh, keeping a thorough slew of like keeping excitement. And if they're going to do that with Alphavar, hopefully they just do it soon so we can pick it up as a fan base and do it ourselves, Netrunner style. Sorry, next runner style. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nise, a game compatible with Android Netrunner. But not Android Netrunner. Do my thing, Gen Con, because I only got a couple more points I want to bring up. Uh, it's still kind of blaring the sweat. I don't want to keep sounding like I'm beating up on FFG. Actually, screw that. I do want to sound like I'm beating up on FFG. Let's put it this way. There are lots of things that happened at Gen Con that you weren't entirely happy with. And you think and hope that FFG could do better. So you're being constructively critical. It, 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 it is yeah these are these are complaints that are issues that need to be addressed without you know being in the scene and we're gonna you're gonna talk about that in our next subject about so we have a side of it so for uh the CC lcg uh you have a number of events obviously you have the main grand kotai as the primary main event you know the number of side events so we had the team event and we had the uh free elements side event on sunday um because, in part, there's no story choice related to these things. There's only more Koku for a very limited price wall. 
Uh, we did not see a lot of, um, yeah, we did not see a lot of, I mean, it's fine. We had like 12 sub to 15 teams, something like that, uh, compete into the team event on, was it Thursday, Friday, one of those two? Uh, it was okay. I mean, it could have been more, but again, there was like, we're, we're literally doing it for the lulls. Um, I mean, there's only 20 teams, there were 20 teams in the yeah. uh, Discord World Cup, so it's a pretty good turnout. Yeah. Um, then we had on Sunday, the free elements role was kind of an experiment. Um, had about, I think he said 12 to 13 people showed up for that one. And it literally was because like, there was nothing there. We're not playing for anything. We're just kind of playing to kind of test this format that we have no idea if it has any kind of lifeblood to it, you know? Um, there was a few people in the Proven Grounds. I don't have a number for the Proven Grounds, but even attendance for that one is fairly low because I'm like, years prior, I was like, oh, there's an exclusive promo you can win for winning the uh, Proven Grounds. Uh, I think they still had the uh, uh, um, Honor Dials, if, I'm, if I recall correctly. But yeah, still, yeah. it's kind of low because like there's you're not getting anything from joining these events. Me, when I go to Gen Con, Gen Con is L5R convention for me, which is kind of where I'm trying to throw an L5R convention. Um, and I would have been, have been well known to just abandon my playgroup or whoever they're doing because they're going to go see all the Gen Con and see all the new games. No, I just want to play L5R the entire time. And this is the first time I have chosen, not because of like scheduling conflicts or lack of funds or anything like that. I just chose not to do any events on Saturday or Sunday uh, just because I had no interest and it was not, I did not consider it worth my time or money. And that's a huge statement coming from me. Honestly. I mean, I think part of it is people are going to have to accept that Gen Con isn't the L5R premier event anymore, right? I mean, I mean, it used to, and for, honestly, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. At the Kiku well, Matsuri, it was. I mean, they tried, they really sparked what we used to be really good about Gen Con when they launched the game, and it's only been two years, so... No, they, they harnessed the Gen Con hype previously because it wasn't ready for a World Championships. Now that we have a World Championships, which I think three or 400 people are going to go to, that is the premier L5R event. That is where they're going to invest all of their L5R marketing. That's probably where they're going to preview the next year's... Um, hopefully, hopefully they have a, they have, take the time to announce stuff then when they've got a captive audience of all of the L5R player base. If they, if they don't announce their plans for product next year at the Winter Court World Championships, I am going to send a CV into FFG's marketing department and offer to run <laughs> L5R PR for them. Maybe they need it. I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, it, it, I'm qualified. It, 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 I have seven have, years. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I can do it. I, I believe you. But I'm saying, like, we're, we are, we are on the same boat of hopefully because... Uh, I went to. I didn't go to the world two years well, hopefully ago. Hopefully, it's a tactical decision to talk about things when you have a captive audience and you're not, you know, having to talk about other stuff because of Disney, right? I hopefully, remember, it's an actual decision. I'm not going to Worlds two years ago. I went to Worlds last year, and it being once again L5R was one game of several they were running that weekend. I don't need to necessarily be the bell of the ball, but if no. it's not like an L5R focus, but this event, time, this time we are. I mean, we're we're speculating. All we know is like they've taken the the November Worlds, and it's going to be uh, L five R week. Because I believe they have no other major games scheduled for that. It should be like L five R card games as their centerpiece, and a number of side events going out through the entire like weekend long yeah. event. That's what they're saying. Now, if, are any of these events going to have significant prizes, either physical prizes or story prizes? We don't know. Is there going to be any news? We don't know. Uh, is there going to be any major announcement? We don't. We're hoping. We're very hoping, and we're being uh, like cautiously optimistic, but we don't know. <laughs> and yeah. as a matter of fact, the only thing that it's only the only thing we had know for sure is we're kind of wondering, like those of us who are t tournament goers, like oh, if I if you're like me who has not gotten uh, a invite yet, like do I have you know something to do? I just said like Gen Con. I was just there, and I chose not to play in any side events on Saturday or Sunday because it wasn't. I didn't feel it was worth my time or energy because the prizes were not up to snuff. Yeah. I mean, if unless they have to significantly upgrade their thing, if I go to Worlds and I don't get an invite in their big last chance qualifier or any Which other I side events, I think everyone will. I'm still counting on that because I will uh, also be at Worlds. I mean, again, we hope, you know. <laughs> 
But like, yeah. let's say I don't, and I'm still like, I've already out, I've flown out there, I've driven out there, and I'm gonna be there. And I love hanging out with the community, but if I want to participate in all five of our events, are there going to be anything? For, is there going to be anything for me to do of substance? I mean, I'm sure they're going to hire FFG employee 375 to sit there and, like, run a pod for me, you know? And I'm just slinging cards kind of mindlessly for no other reason. Like, I can't, like, hypothetically, I like to do this, you know? Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it gives you prize tickets for the prize wall, it might be worth it. But... I mean, yeah, prize wall, prize tickets for a prize wall, which I have all the prizes yeah. I want already. Well, no, because you know? there'll be there'll be different ones at Worlds. Um, but also, they're just if they're, if they're saying that this is our big event, there does maybe just need to be something more. I mean, what if, like, look, look, right, okay, if neither of us make the um, the actual event, um, I will run an RPG module or something for like two days i've never done one before but i'm writing one and um it could be fun yeah uh, you could you could be a sailor <laughs> i will also be a sailor um the l5r <laughs> community has always been really good at finding its own fun one way or another and stuff but but we don't want to have like, to you know me and you sitting in a corner coming up with an rpg and bring some people we'll get some drinks we'll, we'll me and you will have a good time that's a promise and stuff exactly are we gonna have some l5r sponsored fun that's going to reverberate through the community at large that's the question yes that justifies me being there and not just on discord drinking with you yeah i mean if i want to sit down and play the l5r rpg with you and stuff i don't need to spend all the time traveling and getting into to, to exactly. the festival facility to do that what do you mean you could do that right now Exactly. You walk into a room, the daimyo smiles at you. I'm glad you've been here. I've been waiting. What do you do? <laughs> uh, the very last thing I want to talk about Gen Con, and we can pass off to uh, the topic that you want to talk to, which is basically the same thing, is Phoenix. So we had just shy of 200 people participate in the Grand Kotai at uh, Gen Con. Uh, Phoenix was the most popular clan because they had a very, very popular, uh, powerful, some would <laughs> broken. say broken, uh, deck type with which is the Phoenix uh, clan. Um, you play you splash line, you do the uh, uh, four bears echoes to bring Fushisho, the uh, um, f uh, literal Phoenix that will revive someone from the graveyard, and you just keep doing yep. that over and over until you have like a massive board and just burninate your opponents. Uh, uh, this is and also of note, even though this is only like the second year of the game and the third gen kind of appearance for this ever, the second time. In a row, where right before Gen Con, a super busted card that probably should have been nipped in the playtesting was released right before Gen Con, allowed to run wild. You know, last year we had Hawk Tattoo, now we've got Four Barrage Echoes. I mean, Hawk Tattoo was special because Hawk Tattoo was very much, according to Tyler himself, not played as intended. So it, it was meant to only work on your characters. Yeah, that, that was an active mistake. And also because it was it, the way that it worked, everybody can kind of splash dragon and use Hawk Tattoo and abuse it, which isn't great, but at least everybody got a chance to do it. This time it's specifically two cards that were specific, like one was specifically in Phoenix, you know, because there's other people who could play Forbear's Echoes. Only one of them has a, a Fushisho in it, you know. And Kunisawa. And Kunisawa to keep playing fucking Four Barrels Echoes over and over and over again. There was a lot of a community upcry about this deck, right? Because five of the top eight were Phoenix, which some people said meant that the deck is broken. Other people argued that it's just a new deck and the meta just needs time to adjust and maybe start playing more Yogo Kikyo and stuff like that. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion. So I'm going to because we can't repeat that all here because we take a very long time um i don't want to point you to the recent imperial advisor episode on it it's another podcast uh, made by the guys in in ireland uh, but they go into great detail and they've got um, justin walsh who's a very sort of long-term phoenix player on there talking about exactly why this deck is a problem now because what's happened is just that there's a lot of synergies that have come together to create too much economy so if you forbear as echoes a fushishio for example Okay, so you charge a Fushishio, and then that's that's five fate free, and at the end of a turn you get another five fate character. That's good, but it wasn't broken. My ancestor strength gets you the stats of a six cost guy onto the stat a one cost guy for one fate, 
Again, not broken. There's been a deck that's been running both of those that hasn't been broken. For Bearer's Echoes, the main issue with it is that you charge in for Cicio for two fate. So that's six fate worth of value for two fate. Um, and then at the end of the conflict, Fushishio goes away and brings back in another five-cost character meaning with a fate on, meaning you're getting 11 fate worth of value for two fate that turn and five fate worth of value the next turn. So about 16 fate worth of value in total, which completely breaks the economy of the game. And that was the main problem that people have highlighted with this deck. There's other synergies that are going on that make it a bit unfair, like you can't win the favor. Uh, that means Phoenix can run censure, so you can't cancel their events. And of course, the one that's been bubbling for a long time, ever since the Phoenix pack was printed, which is that if you grant unlimited recursion to a clan in the form of Kudnisawa, you are just asking for a broken spell to come along that makes the stronghold broken. And it, it's, it's, it's good enough in that it creates a second hand for your opponent that they can basically draw one of their best cards again and play it when they need it in a conflict. But when you add in spells like this... And there have been lots of solutions, like take the influence off the spell so Phoenix can't run it because it's not broken in Lion, um, nerf Kunisawa, restrict everything. A lot of these are overreactions, and I am curious to see what the meta does, but Tyler has come back and said that he is considering various nerfs and is not going to react quickly because he doesn't think that's the right way to do it, which is good because we don't want a designer that comes out and just changes stuff because people were upset. We want him to take his time and think about what the fix is, and he is thinking about a fix. So yeah, I don't want to go... And yeah. what where Phoenix should be is kind of an interesting question because Phoenix has for a long time been this like almost on the verge of busted deck, but not quite, and... Uh, it keeps getting tweaked a little bit. Like, uh, at the top of the year, Phoenix was very powerful. And then yeah. Tadaka got nerfed, and it got brought back down to being, like, uh, still fairly, very top tier, but not quite as broken. It was, yeah. like, a little bit more acceptable. And now this version of the deck has brought everything more into line. And when you but I everyone start talking about, like, what is the fix, it is an interesting question because there's so many things going on in Phoenix yeah. That you like things that are just completely ridiculous are being taken off the table just by virtue of like, oh, it's bad, but it's not as bad as the other things. Like, look, look at uh, uh, Shrine Maiden just basically free three cards every round for one thing. But when it fizzles, get, it you, just, you, you still get a you still get a one one body. And sure, yeah, this uh, fails sometimes. And yeah, you know, the Shrine Maiden is, like, is, is very good nope, as well. It's but very, it's again, amazing. But we're talking about something that it like it doesn't always it, comes back to this hour. I mean, right? it, it's it's something that's not being discussed at all as a problem card, nor should it, because so many other things are so overpowered. Yeah. Satoshi is being looked at because it's also uh, a key to not just this one, but also it used to have life in the crab deck of throwing valuable things in a graveyard, you know discard most of their deck with no negative consequences you enable dredge if you also print recursion you know he powers right. the, the most powerful lion deck for whatever worth it still has and still that thing can still put points on the board it's still an issue yeah. as you're talking about so, Nisawa takes every single the spell they have and like makes the it Cute Nisawa is, is always you the know. problem right Cute Nisawa turns consumed from five fires from something i can cancel and then not have to worry about something that you can play. And even if I cancel it, next turn you can play it again. You know, it it, it, sure. it just it, it messes with all of Phoenix's design. And if you look at all the spells that have been designed since Kudnisau was printed, like Earth Becomes Sky, the majority of them are reactions for a reason. It distorts all design. Anyway, I don't want to go into that a bit more. I did want to have a bit of a just a brief talk about the type of discussions the community has been having because, you know, we are a community podcast and I want to sort of focus on this. You know, Phoenix were very happy to have a deck that could win a Kotai. They were having a lot of fun. And that deck does have weaknesses. Oddly enough, it loses quite hard to Dragon. Dueling Dragon can eat it alive because it doesn't run attachment control. So if I get my dice show combo on the table, I can just take all your honor away. Um, and it does lose to, like, Unicorn can beat it if they get a charge, rush, you know, whatever. So it, it does have better answers. And Phoenix are definitely in the camp that says, no, it's fine. But 
there was a post started by Mark Armitage, a long-standing member of the Alpha Far community. A lot of people will know him. Uh, basically saying, I think this is a problem because it has this great economy and here's, here's all the issues. Um, I think something needs to be done about it. A lot of responses, there were 250 responses on Facebook to his post. And a lot of them were just kind of, I want, I want to say just like not useful. Like, they were just people being like, oh, bad it, bad everything. A lot of people being like, oh, stop complaining. You know, you you just deal with it. Well, let's be fair. The and internet is the internet. And no. I I think Elfavar has a very robust community. And I, But I would not hold everyone to be a no, PR no, no. expert and being able to, you know, people are just kind of like posting no, 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 as no, no, a no, no. you know. That is, that is perfectly fine. But there were a few people who were saying that this wasn't a valid thing to say mm. and that you should just accept the fact that phoenix are on top now and that the meta will shift later on and that he wasn't making a valid complaint and i just sort of just want to address that because it just it doesn't really make sense from a community angle right if you have an issue with, and you're willing to express yourself in a calm and collected way explain why you have a problem and why it's an issue and what you think should be done to fix it and other people are willing to sit there and engage with that discussion it's not an invalid complaint right Absolutely. you've seen something you think is an issue you're talking about it in a productive way and the designers are going to take all of these discussions hopefully and have a read of them mm -hmm. you you know you don't invalidate someone's voice by saying it's not a valid complaint if they've seen something they think negatively impacts the game and if they've played enough games which a lot of us have to know when something looks like it could potentially destroy you know the the economy of a game or make people feel like their deck just can't keep up Sure. You, know, you should call these things out and you know if someone tells you your opinion isn't valid as long as you're presenting it in a collected way and people are engaging with you then it is and you should express yourself and i think that's important to say again the the, the internet is in fact the internet and stuff and while there are people who just have near-jerk responses people will also have like very call as you said calm and collected rebuttals yeah. and talk about complete nonsense sometimes and i don't want to like single it because you know what everyone's like a you know i certainly say things and i would not hold my opinion above or below anyone else's you know sometimes you know your opinion and your argument is just kind of your opinion and your argument until it's like put through the ringer and you don't really yeah, yeah of course you, you know having this these public discourse is how you kind of figure out like you know oh am i crazy i say start topics all the time like listen i might be insane but i think x y and z yeah of course sometimes and i think you know and people have especially what i've noticed in this version of l5r people have um interesting meta perspectives um because there's i would say there's like ah the discord meta and kind of what like players on discord kind of perceive as like what the meta is and then you have a lot of these like private uh, uh metas and like local communities where people are having much different results and we see some like one of the big things i saw was at worlds last year where people were coming in up with some very interesting deck lists and people were not prepared to see a whole lot of it and some of them went very far um and some of these people are taking these perspectives that they have and they're coming when they argue on the internet or have a discussion on the internet that's this perspective they're coming from. Um, I think every clan, if you go into various clan, either Facebook groups or Discord chat rooms, have things like well, they say, oh, so-and-so chat room keeps saying that we're overpowered, and so-and-so chat room says like we can't beat these guys. And it kind of goes circle, and you're not quite sure like who has like a valid opinion. Well, I'm certain like, you know, common knowledge or common opinion kind of will dictate like, oh, so-and-so is full of crap, you know. And everyone's full of crap until they win a co-tie, you know, and suddenly the world becomes gospel, you know? <laughs> yeah, even if it shouldn't be. Um, look, I just wanted to have a thing just saying, like, remember that if you're talking to people, you know, there are lots of valid opinions. Argue productively. Don't dismiss people. We can be better. We can be nicer about these things. There's no need to blow up on Phoenix because they've got a good deck. There's no need to say that Phoenix need to be completely destroyed. But there is some benefit in asking whether or not maybe they should be tweaked a bit. Um, and the same goes true for all of the things that are about design in this game. It's not that there aren't enough... Well, it is that there aren't enough playtesters, but it is also that playtests aren't always going to catch as many things as thousands of people playing a game. You know? So 
if something like this does crop up, it's not a failure in design. It's part of the design. That's why we have the restricted list to control and and, and sort of fix things. Um, and it's good to talk about what goes on there and how we get the game into the most balanced state that it can be in. Um, and that's all I really have to say on that. <laughs> um, I just think it's an important thing to keep bringing up is that, you know, we do talk to each other online a lot and it can be easy to lose track of who's on the other side of uh, the keyboard. And... Uh, I think we all want this game to succeed and we should remember that we all want it to succeed together as a community. So, yeah. the closing message, stop being jerks to each other. Yeah, well, <laughs> I said it more eloquently and you can get out of my courtroom, you filthy Kikita. But, um... Uh, <laughs> what, what do we say we bring this podcast home? How about that, Finbar? Yeah. So let's give a big, I want to give a big shout out to uh, our sister podcast, the Court Games RPG podcast uh, with uh, uh, Kovar and Kaori over there. I believe their next uh, topic is going to be the RPG side events that were run at Gen Con, which Kaori participated in. And they have some insights about the interesting uh, RPG character options that were uh, available for the player characters there which might be indicative of future product we don't know um yeah. also tune into their recent interview with um i think it's dave uh Larout, um, who is a writer for the uh alpha var um universe um who they recently did an interview with about sort of his experiences and what he writer and also former aeg alpha var brand manager remember that so he used to be yes. one of the big honchos in charge of determining the fate of the game itself. Oh, yes. Yeah. So one of the people who replied to the comment that Mark made about designing the game was Brian Reese, who mm -hmm. you should recognize I do. as one of the designers of AEG Alpha R. And he said something on the lines of, I feel you would like sympathize with all of these problems. <laughs> so... Yeah, he he gets it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see. I also want to uh, mention our Patreon, which thank you to everyone who is currently a Patreon. Your donations go to support this podcast or the podcast and uh, the Discord server and all the other endeavors that Seabass has going forward. I believe he's very close to launching that website. And also remember that a certain portion of the Patreon funds go into a monthly prize draw uh, organized in the Patreon's only channel on the Discord. Um, every month there is a choice between whether it's something L5R specific, LCG specific, or, or RPG specific, or fans of the East. Um, there is a vote, there is a giveaway. The RPG has won this month, so you could get um, a collection of 12 art pieces exclusive from Courts of Stone and Winter's Embrace, uh, which was the side event, uh, the side adventure for Courts of Stone, uh, depicting characters, scenes, and adventures from within that book. Um, also, you, so you get to choose if you win between three different options. Um, you could also get a campaign notebook from Silverwing Armory, which is this gorgeous Japanese-themed campaign notebook. Um, you might get around between three to five, depending on what the shipping costs are at the end. Or you could choose to get the very famous uh, Japanese samurai novels, um, of which I believe there is a TV series on Amazon Prime based on, uh, called The Tales of the Otori. Um, the Nightingale, no, Across the Nightingale Floor, uh, Grass for His Pillow, and Brilliance, um, which is, is said to inspire. So I said D David, it's actually D.G. Ladderoot, who's the writer. Yes. <laughs> and he, he was inspired by these series when he was writing L5R, so you could um, potentially be inspired by the similar universe. And just so you know, the D and the DG ladder out is for Dave. So. Oh, is it? Okay. So I was both right and wrong at the same time. That's um, How dragon of you to be right and wrong at the same time. I, I'm also just going to say this, that if you see D in someone's initial as a first name and you guess Dave, I'm going to say 50% of the time, you're probably going to be right. Probably higher than that, yeah. Just, just chucking it out there. <laughs> like when I went to school, we had four Davids in the same year. We don't. We, we use their last names, obviously, because who the hell can keep track of four Davids? But yeah, so that is the giveaway this month. Uh, also, for any where you listen to our podcast, please like, subscribe, uh, give us a five star rating, write a quick review. It helps us spread uh, our name and also just Alpha Bar in general gets our gets our names out there. You can also find us on uh, Twitter. 
That reminds me, I must leave a review for our podcast on the podcast. Yeah, we've done that? Why haven't you yeah, done that? Because, like, it's my podcast. I didn't think it would be fair. Let me just write it now. It's fine. They won't know. Title, This Is Amazing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, I'll finish that after the show. Never mind. Right. No one heard that. <laughs> Final shout outs and closing. Thank you to our community for being mostly positive about this game. Um, I'm really excited about the next few months. I am going to Madrid. I'm going to Worlds. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of Alphavar, both the RPG and the card game. And I think it's going to be a fantastic few months. And of course, really excited for next year and whatever it brings. FFG, please tell us soon uh, so we can start talking about it. But don't leak it. It's very important. We just want a preview, not everything. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, everyone. Right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>